0: it's actually kind of interesting because I don't think um, in the modern times there's really like you go to school for this there's no um, Hogwarts there's nothing like that for any of it but like you'll be sitting at like you'll be sitting at the holiday table and they're like oh so what weird stuff have you done these past couple of months and like that's how you kind of like catch up and you'll talk like you realize like your godmother is talking to dead people and you know oh did you know that like there's this kind of an angel that like you, you hear about all these like mythical creatures that you don't like you're like, wait a minute, and then you have to go back, and you're like, can you go back and explain that? So you learn it piece by piece uh, as it comes up, not as a solid foundation of here's what you need to know.
1: Hello and welcome to Drinks With God, a podcast about alternative theological experiences, death, and life. All of the following content is based on each interviewee's own personal experiences and is meant to be educational, not confrontational.
0: Watch this world make a fool out of you so all
1: right received. and uh welcome to another episode of drinks with god i'm currently in a pillow fort i don't know why but that's where i wound up i'm here with uh Kim- kimmy and um we're having coffee because it's god-awful early and neither of us have slept
0: It is way too early.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think this is going to be just the same as when I'm normally podcasting with people after a couple drinks. That's, that's fine. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, um, today we're going to talk about, um, kind of something, a Venn diagram of things. There's two different, um, I can hold that if you'd like. You can grab it when you, when you want to talk. Um, also shout out to Dick and Max for the microphone. Um, <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa. whoop, <laughs> paying <laughs> off the competition <laughs>
1: With the, as, as they, as they mentioned on their podcast. Um, so there's a couple different religions, well, religious practices that shoot out of Catholicism, both in the history of Italian healing, pastoral healing, as well as American Italian immigrants when you kind of get into, not quite Wiccanism, but into, um, you know, traditional religion. Um, there's Tredcaria, which is uh, a very long and incredibly uh, diverse, going from a town-to-town pastoral, um, traditional folk religion. And then there is um, La Vecchia Religione, which is the uh, Italian-American version. And you'll find a lot of uh, writings by, particularly Raven Grimassi, if you're going to want to learn about the latter, for the former, that that dates back quite a while. You can even find a lot of the traditions and the um, and the rituals and a and a lot of the the lore coming from a well predating Christianity in some ways, um, in terms of like what herbs do what. But when it comes to how you uh, how you use Christianity and Catholicism in conjunction with that that comes very strongly um, into play certainly um, in the mid uh, the mid Middle Ages definitely in the late Middle Ages up until the um, mid eighteen hundreds is when there was a really strong rise in recording all of that but uh, and I'll put some links in the podcast description about um, where you can find. A lot of those uh, those sources, but uh, let's talk a little bit about spay women, which is one version of where you uh, of where you'll find those traditions, and that is something that uh, Kimmy has grown up with. Now, Kimmy, I know that a lot of this is something that you kind of only learn piece by piece as people uh, pass away and then kind of give you, <laughs> give you knowledge on their deathbed. So. It's a
0: little. It's actually kind of interesting because I don't think. Um in the modern times there's really like you go to school for this there's no um Hogwarts there's nothing like that for any of it but like you'll be sitting at like you'll be sitting at the holiday table and they're like oh so what weird stuff have you done these past couple of months and like that's how you kind of like catch up and you'll talk like you realize like your godmother is talking to dead people and you know oh did you know that like there's this kind of an angel that like you, you hear about all these like mythical creatures that you don't Like, you're like, wait a minute, and then you have to go back, and you're like, can you go back and explain that? So you learn it piece by piece uh, as it comes up, not as a solid foundation of here's what you need to know. So it's been, uh, it's an interesting, I think it's actually, they kind of laugh when they're like watching you go through this turmoil. Like, oh yeah, I remember when I was your age, and it's like rites of passage for you to. It's
1: almost like a constant religious hazing.
0: Constant religious hazing is probably the most accurate term <laughs> for my life. <laughs> like, and, it, and it's funny, too, because, like, so my family, I'm um, very Catholic growing up. Uh, I no longer am, but that was what I was raised in. But it's weird to have a, a Catholic family that's like, oh, yeah, the house is haunted, the ghost is here. This is who, you know, seeing, like, all these, seeing these, like, angels and I, I'm like what like this can't be normal catholicism I and mean, true story it's not um <laughs> it, it is a
1: special blood yes I
0: know. Um, I know
1: there's plenty of catholics who uh refer to this as a like lump this in with heathenism as ge- in general but almost see this as worse but uh, we can always come back to that idea. Like, uh, first, uh, get back to explaining a bit of how you got thrown into this mix. Um, I was born. I mean, they always say
0: that kids are more like perceptive to otherworldly things or to seeing things or hearing things. And um, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, did you see that? Did you see that person walk through the living room? And half of your family, like, goes pale white with terror because you asked the question, and the other half is, like, keying their pants excited because you saw a ghost for the first time. Um, and then they just sort of enrich it, they culture it, like, don't tell you it's bad, they don't kind of, oh no, you're, it's your imagination, like, they don't squash it out of you, and then it just, like, slowly develops and. um will, like, encourage it or, like, teach you how to meditate. Like, my godmother taught me how to meditate probably when I was, like, 30 years old. But it was the first time. She's like, so here's what you do. And I was like, this would have been helpful 15 years ago. Not that I didn't figure it out, but... I, it was just, like, a very natural progression. And very, like... It's, like, natural gifts. It's not so much taught. And then, like, they teach you stuff as, you're, as you show that ability and that skill. If that makes sense.
1: So <laughs> almost like a uh, not, isn't just a need to know basis, but, uh, the empirical evidence that you provide is kind of the, the key to opening the door.
0: Yes. That's actually very accurate.
1: So. Oh, my God. I, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know what All to right. do. No, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> fine. So, um, I'm sure a lot of this is going to just, of necessity, be grasping at straws then. Uh,
0: pretty, con- like pretty much in a lot of ways, um that's like i guess that's okay
1: like is there any sort of um so i i guess the, the the setup of your family is a little bit more matriarchal
0: um maybe not like maybe not rigidly of like oh this is the head of the household but it's absolutely run by women like there's no yeah no questions about that and that was true on both sides of the family like both my father and my mother's they had very different heritages Um, but especially on my mom's role, this kind of comes from very much, you know, grandma was the one to answer to. And now it's like my godmother is the one to answer to. Like there's always like a crone Mm -hmm. and that like,
1: (laughs) so it's a crone training, crone training. Yeah. All right.
0: How to be a crotchety old
1: crone. <laughs> how, to, how to be a crone. <laughs> how to
0: be a crone.
1: All right. The wiki how page, I'm sure, is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but then you're going to get, like, Crohn's disease. Or you're just going to how to be an intestinal lining. Oh,
1: like... <laughs> <laughs> Not all crone. All <laughs> no,
0: crones are good crones. Not all crones. <laughs> oh, hashtag not all crones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crohn's disease, not recommended. No. Cackling and dispensing wisdom while talking to ghosts uh, recommended.
0: See, I never used to cackle. I fucking cackle. So I don't know <laughs> if I curse on this, but I can now. Yeah, no, um, you definitely can. <laughs> I definitely cackle now. It's horrible. I feel so bad for my friends or, that have evolved with my laughter into this obnoxious cackle now. And they're like, you just cackle. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I help <know>, it. But...
1: <laughs> so, um, is there any sort of, like, specific role that you're expected to fill like um in dispensing wisdom or interpreting events or dreams for somebody or even like doing any sort of like I I don't want to go as far as saying exorcisms but kind of like uh, talking to ghosts for other people kind of a thing or so
0: it's interesting like right now so right now my godmother is kind of like that my godmother is like the current crone let's just call it that for now and um She has an interesting past, which I can let you know. She's actually very much... She's very Catholic and was a Carmelite for a long time, which is kind of the spay women of the Catholic Church. Like, they have a home for them. Like, that's a place mm -hmm. that they go.
1: They go over here. (laughs) So
0: she was a Carmelite for a while. When I found that, I was like, okay, this all makes sense now. Um, She helps, like, wayward spirits kind of cross over. Mm -hmm. And she will connect people with... If there is a spirit she will connect them with a loved one if it's in that like realm and some of the some of her stories would be like she was doing charity work down in Alabama she's staying at this woman's house and the woman left for a little while so she's alone in this this woman's house and she sees this little old woman walking around the house and then sitting down on the couch and when she called out to her the woman got scared and ran away and ran straight through the wall and disappeared and so she's like okay so do I tell the person that's hosting me that I just saw somebody, or do I leave it alone? And so she had this burning feeling that she had to um, tell this woman. So she tells her, and it was apparently her mother, that woman's mother, who always used to sit on the couch, and they had a bad fight before her mother passed away. So that was like a healing process for her to know that her mother was still around and was still looking after things in the house and like provided closure. So that's something that we do. It's not like Long Island Medium style, like uh, no Teresa Caputo, but Mm -hmm. it's like as it, might come across or happen there's like a potential to really communicate like that last statement to a family member or somebody or to just help them kind of not be stuck here okay so that's that's more my godmother's like what she does and then my gifts are a little different not to say that there aren't like they're i kind of see the world a little bit differently and i don't know if it matches how she was when i was when she was my age but, like, I can kind of see, like, I feel like I'm always, like, half half looking into the future and half here. Like, I kind of have my, like, one foot in either side of the door. So, like, I'll look at a series of, um, of something that's going on and I kind of, like, there is a natural progression of where it's going to end up and how, like, a complicated series of events unfolds and I can see, like, way ahead into how, like, what's going on with that person, where are these things leading them, how, like, where is their path going and, like, along not, like tomorrow but in like a f- couple months to a year sort of um time frame
1: like deja vu but the preternatural version yes all right very much like that
0: all right
1: cool so that's and um actually just on the subject of like long island medium and things like <sighs> that have you had any um uh, run-ins or at requests to work alongside of people like long island medium um uh long island paranormal society any groups like that or is this very much a insular family private thing
0: this is an insular family private thing i've met someone from the paranormal society and that was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. but it was just like a random chance where we're like both in a hardware store and like chatted up and had some really good um conversation Mm -hmm. but um i don't know that i would be able to really function like that if there was a pressure to perform on it Mm -hmm. because it happens when it happens and it's not really something i can like 100% control
1: i actually have um I don't know if the entire society or just one or two members. They're actually going to come on to the show. Uh,
0: oh, that's, entire, that's yeah. awesome.
1: We're going to talk about death.
0: What? <laughs>
1: on that sub- wonderful subject, have you had any um, personal experiences with members of your family? Or anybody that you had known personally? Just Yes. Okay. Um... If you'd like to share. You don't have to. No. <laughs> the dog's getting a little... <laughs>
0: That's because I'm playing with his feet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Back from editing. And so the actually, um, the most interesting one and the most personal one to me was my, uh, my own father, actually, after he passed away. Um, still sticks around. And I still get to talk to him and have conversations. And it's not like all the time. It's not like I can call him up because I got an A on a test or something. But for significant life moments, like he's absolutely present and I've like had times where I would be cleaning the house and we would just be having a conversation while I'm cleaning the house. And usually at that point when I'm cleaning, I'm coming across old things of his that should have been thrown out 10 years ago. But somehow we're in the back of a closet that I happen to be cleaning and I'll end up like just interacting with some of his things. Coincidentally. And like I'll be having this like robust conversation with him about like current events and advice. So it's not like he's ever really left. So that's been that's been my primary thing. And that's pretty continuous in other weird news like my house and everyone's like oh my house is haunted no my house is actually like my house has some residents in it and that i grew up with they used to torment me as a kid because they wanted to play because they're their um their spirits are actually children and they they're like oh it's a kid and she can see us and she could play with, like interact with us so then like i didn't understand what was happening i didn't understand why these kids were being mean to me they used to screw with me while i was sleeping um and since they've, like, it's kind of cool because well, one of the little girls will just sing at night and I can hear her sing and I'll fall asleep to that. And they're really cool. And you can also tell a character about someone who's, like, coming into the house depending on how they all react. They're like, no! You know, there's probably some some deep history. You want me to hold that? No, I okay.
1: um, um No, I'm good. I've actually, um, in comparison to other places I've been around, it seems that uh, Long Island tends to have um, a higher amount of either paranormal activity or just intent in general seems to be uh haunted seems to be a weird word, but it just, yeah. it seems to be, um, I, I guess more likely to have either paranormal or supernatural or whatever. Just, it seems to have that kind of thing going on more likely than other places I've been around. Does that strike you as true as well? Or
0: um, it does. And part of the reason for that, like, there's vill- um, towns here that were from like, I'm trying to think how to put this. It's like, there was definitely a higher incidence of it, of like, this would be a place for like the so-called witches and stuff like that back in colonial days and stuff like that. So that's kind of where like Long Island, there was a lot of that on Long Island back in the day where it's hidden, but also think how much war and death and Everything that's happened, like the Revolutionary War, like you go back two hundred years, it was fought over. Like there's so much that has happened. There's so much turmoil and everything. And then I'm pretty sure that um, I'm trying to remember what the name, like the, not the way lines, but it might be like where there's different like lines where there tends to be more like spiritual current. And I know Long Island is on one of them, but I have to look up exactly what the title is.
1: So you just think um, one of the contributing factors would be a higher incidence of uh, traumatic death.
0: I also think like every, every place is going to have, it's their own culture and their like, so instance, if you go further West and you have like, you know, like all settlers were traveling and all that, it's like, and you've definitely had fights and you've had wars and everything out like that. that way too. There's a different culture that accepts it or doesn't. Um, you might be a little bit more restricted religion wise, how they were growing up and they don't see it. And whereas here we're a little bit more liberal. So we're open to this possibility. So I don't know that it's. Um, I don't know how much of it is just perception because we're open to it and how much of it is actually because, like, we've got some weird stuff going on. But, I mean, we are, like, an island around a body of water, which is the kind of, like, a cool place if you're going to be all, like, witchy and stuff like that and just, you know, kind of yeah. lends it, the environment lends itself to the behavior. Excuse me.
1: It's all right. <laughs> there, um, I know there are actually, uh, I'm blanking out on which tradition it has it that, Ghosts can't cross water. Um Oh I n- heard it. Yeah, not Ulagan, Not not Ifa. Is it Ifa? No. Um I don't think it's Yoruba. Well <laughs> I fail as a folklorist. <laughs> I wonder if like that, that um know would be a contributing factor um would there be any fun stories that you'd like to share about you uh growing up in a Um, spay environment
0: i think the the weirdest time for me was actually like so growing up i would see ghosts and then i would have like a lot of dreams and i would sort of just be like half in and out of like reality versus not reality and most of my family was pretty good but that they understood what was happening then my godmother, just one day, I think I was in my late 20s, and my mom was sick, and she's in the hospital, and so I'm staying out at my godmother's house, and my godmother turns around, and she's like, oh, she's like, shit's about to get real when you turn 30. She's like, that's when it all went downhill for me. I was like, what? She's like, so you should know. So this is the name of the spirit that protects the house. And this is where we keep the this. And then did you know there's a portal to this over here? Did you know that we keep this over here because of that? And she just imparted like an entire book's worth of knowledge in like one late night when we're both like tired as anything from a long day. And she's like, and here's all of the stuff you missed in the last 20 something years. Good luck. And I was like, what? So that's from like the familial, like growing up where it's just like all of a sudden this knowledge dump, which has been interesting. Um, as far as, like, encounters or, like, creepy things or whatever, um, I'm trying to think of ones that aren't, like, deeply personal. Because there's a couple of cool ones that were super...
1: You don't need to... any Anything that's yeah. deeply personal, you don't need to impart.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not even deeply personal for me, but it was creepy as anything for the other person. Um, it was actually... I'll, I'll share it in, like without names and whatnot, but it was... a. Uh, Really, really tired after a long night while camping, and I heard this voice like right outside my my tent, and like this just you know said something right before I went to, right before I went to sleep, and then it wasn't exactly something nice, and it was the, it was my friend that said it, and I was kind of really upset, so I went over to them the next day. I was like, dude, like why did you say this? And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, why did you say this mean thing? They're like, I was. Like, actually, what time was that? I was like, such, you know, it was 11, whatever. And like, oh, I was in bed. Like, I was thinking about this other person. And that was my, like, last waking thought before I went to sleep. And, like, I happened to hear what they were thinking before they fell into, like, a dream and sleep. And I could hear it clear as day and quoted it back to them verbatim. And they were just so freaked out that I could... I'm like, I don't normally do that stuff, but it was just so weird for me to, to be like, hey... What was this? They're like, I was thinking that. I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. There's trust issues. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm trying to think of this other cool stuff. Other than, like, I mean, go- ghosts and stuff is, not, is, like, too commonplace. Like, spirits and ghosts. There's, like, visiting friends and dreams. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm so, like, it's so commonplace for me. I don't think of what's interesting. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean... It is all interesting. Uh, I do actually have uh, a bit of a question, just yeah. is there any sort of a structure that you think is going on, like a specific structure or methodology to how your family operates and um absolutely All right, so like um for for instance, when um working with a, a with a spirit that like you wouldn't recognize that's coming into a space. Um, could you give us, like, just kind of a step-by-step how you would approach them?
0: Um, hmm. Well, I guess it's, like, it's different depending on, like, who it is. Like, for me, my godmother it would be a different thing just because she she deals with more, like, human, human spirits that are passing through, and I have, like, more of a menagerie that oh. come through. So there's always, like, this sizing up. Like, you have to identify it first. Like, you have to at least get some classification of whether it's um has malintent is it just passing through is it confused is it like where is it from and usually like you can get that from um like either attributes if you can see them vibes what changes in the room how does it react to certain things um you kind of have to figure out because you don't want to take like it could be think of it as like a lost puppy you don't want to like you know, just throw away or push away or do something terrible to you, at that point you're just like, okay, let's help you along and get you where you're supposed to be. So you have to kind of gauge. So you like, if you don't know, you have like, I feel like you're responsible to find out as best as you can. And sometimes that involves asking some friends like, Hey, this happened. This is what I saw. This is what I smelled. This is what I felt. This is what happened when I did this thing. Um, if I, you know, if I, I mean, the burn burning sage is all the typical stuff, but did this help? Did it not, you know, like figure it out.
1: Yeah. So no no no, that seems very it it seems like very most basic of um, like therapy 101
0: almost yeah it almost feels like because there obviously there are things that there are things that go bump in the night that can potentially want to hurt you especially if you're interacting in their world they're like oh what is this like they think of you as this like this lost soul like what can they do and um, so you have to just like be strong kind of know how to protect yourself if there's something that isn't isn't so friendly but um, like not all things are created equal. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything like in particular like interesting about my world that is like missing from this conversation. I'm trying to think. You know what I mean? Like,
1: um, well, I know that for people that are specific, specifically use Catholicism to uh to guide how they operate in this sort of thing, that they'll have particular saints. Or talismans that they ascribe to, just to kind of help them along. Yeah. Is there anything that you specifically use?
0: Like, if, it,
1: if it's too personal, you don't no, have to. I'm just to,
0: trying to think of like in what in what sense like where they have like religious like statuary or like a token or something like that or like yes,
1: a physical like, thing that they can
0: channel or whatnot
1: through. Whether it's something that like used to help channel, like um, like anything, like a talisman that you like always keep around with you, or like something that you'd have on like on a personal altar, or just someone who you or like a kind of like a a guiding religious figure
0: um well, I mean I have two guiding religious figures but that which is Frigga and um, Tyr which are the two from like the Norse pantheon and like I think they kind of well define me as a person if you take the two of them but as far as like I know I always keep like I have um I have collections of things that are important to me that either have imprinted me or were a significant period of time like there's a certain like there's a jewelry box that I keep everything in that what my best friend when I was like eight gave me but it like imprinted on me because of like how it felt at the time so it stays around because it's like this collection of emotions and memories that like bring me back to who I am and like how did I like there's like a journey of things through that so it's like there's always this anchor I guess of me Mm -hmm. so no matter what I'm off doing there's like this anchor that has so much of me in it that kind of can help me focus I'm like remember.
1: Uh, no, that that uh, that answers my question. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> and um, now is there uh, anything else that you would want to put out there? Or, like if someone wanted to try and. Um if someone wasn't growing up spay, but they were very interested in... Growing up
0: spay. That is like a Nickelodeon sitcom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so strega.
0: You can't see the facepalm, but trust me, there's a (laughs) facepalm. But but
1: yeah. Um, If someone was uh, getting down all Viva la Vecchia (laughs) Religione... All right. We are tired. So tired. (laughs) So tired. The dog is rolling his eyes at us.
0: (laughs) uh, I would say the biggest thing is you kind of have, you have to learn so many perspectives and you have to be open to everything. And I don't mean that in like every little shadow that you think is moving is not a shadow that's moving. It's like your eyes. It's the light change, but you have to just like look at different religious perspectives. You might've grown up Catholic, Jewish, Hindu whatever. But then you have to take that as a base and then read about other ones, read like meditate and just actually you have to like learn how to be real in the moment and stop thinking for a while so that you can see what the universe is presenting you with, to see if like what else you can reach out to. Cause that's not I don't think it's a conscious path. I think you ha- actually have to like remove the conscious decision making process out of it for you to be able to find it in this very um it's kind of counterintuitive, but, um, the more I've like meditated, the more that I just let things go and just feel what's around me and be the more that I've been able to absorb and pick up from what's around me, other cultures and sort of refine what I grew up with. Cause that's not the only perspective and it's not necessarily the quote unquote right or best perspective for me, but it's definitely where I started. Mm-hmm. So there's a starting place for most people.
1: So like work on building up your intuition and then apply your logic to it after the experience.
0: Yes. Yes. And uh, don't go thinking that you just picked up like Wicca for dummies and you're going to go demon hunting because that is asking for a world of trouble. So, you know, be real with yourself and know know where you're at, what your skill is, and don't seek things over your head because it sounds cool. Because it's you, you, there's no undo button.
1: <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, I think that's that. All the bases I wanted to cover. Um, would you want someone to reach out to you or? Um...
0: Yeah, if someone had questions, um, I can give you an email address and whatnot. Okay. If anyone had uh, questions or if they wrote through you, whichever.
1: And uh, again, that email, if you'd like to reach out to me, is. DrinkingWithGod at gmail.com. That's drinking ING in there. DrinkingWithGod at gmail.com. Um I guess I'm doing the, the housekeeping notes in reverse. Um so you can find us on Facebook at drinkswithgod. You can find us on Twitter at drinkswgod. And uh please subscribe to our Podbean page to our iTunes page. Um, You can find us both places. And you can also now support us on Patreon. Um, The link will be uh, in the comments, as will be a link to our Redbubble page where you can buy fun t-shirts that say snarky things in Latin and in English, Uh, including things like Manic Pixie Dream and Ask Me About My Death Anxiety and Ask Me About My Fucking Incredible Zen Light Calm and... If you have an alternative theological experience, or can even provide an in-depth viewpoint of mainstream religion, email me at drinkingwithgod@gmail.com and stay weird out there.